Hey there, everybody. I'm Brother Donnie Spano, and I'm so glad that we have this time together. We are looking today at what we, the blessing, and we're looking today at redeemed from the curse of the law. And this is something that is good news. So if you have not heard this, and if you have, let's feed our faith today on being redeemed from the curse of the law. The blessing came with a great price, and that price was Jesus becoming sin of the world. And that is a price that uh, none of us could have worked to achieve Him doing this for us. He did it, and it's wonderful. Now let's go ahead and agree together and believe uh, to receive by the Lord's help here in this time. Father, we're asking together of you that you would help. Give us all, Father, eyes to hear, I'm sorry, eyes to see, ears to hear, hearts and minds that are ready to receive. Help us to hear this right. Help me to speak this right, Father. Help us to easily receive from you in this time. Thank you, Father, for it. We believe we receive it. We thank you for the Holy Spirit as our teacher and helper and for your anointing, Father to speak these words by your grace, to speak them in the way that only you could help to be done. In Jesus' name we receive it, Father. Amen. Hallelujah. And I'm so thankful that your faith is working together in this time. And that you can, you can sense that. You know, faith works by love. If I say it a little bit, you know, if I miss my words a little bit, on the other end, you'll oh well I know where you went with that I know what you meant and and there will be this gracious nature to a faithful heart where where love is working and you're you want someone to get it and that's what I want for you I want you to get what God has in these scriptures because there is something here that will change your and my life forever forever I mean you can mark it on the calendar you can write life change you can, write, you can write life revolution and revolutionary life change on your calendar for this day. And you can look back 10 years from now. You can look back 20 years from now and you can take note that when you laid hold on this truth from God's word, your life was never the same. Now let's look together in Galatians 3 and let's start in verse number 8. Many don't recognize this, but what we're going to look at here is actually the gospel. It's actually the good news. And this is the good news that God himself spoke to Abraham. Now, many limit the gospel to the gospel that was brought in and through Jesus. But the gospel of salvation and the gospel he preached of the kingdom, that's, those are, that's the gospel. Well, that, this is also the gospel. And you can't say, you know, that when the scriptures say this is gospel here, and, and we'll read it together, but we can't say, well, this is gospel, right, um, that, that it says about Jesus and about salvation, but this isn't gospel, even though it says it. That is, yes, sir, what's the right word for that? That's being divided against the word of God. And we cannot effectively and successfully show the lifestyle of Christianity and be like the Christ and just take our Bible and cut out the places we don't like and keep the places we do 
and expect to be successful. And in fact, it'll look hypocritical. There will be places where people will look at our life and go, well, I've, something doesn't line up. And it's because we have not fully followed him. We have not taken everything we've seen in the word and made it our lifestyle now. And that's the only way we can be successful as Christians. And so here in the 8th verse we see, And the scripture, so that's the word of God, this is God speaking, foreseeing or looking ahead that God would justify the heathen through faith, preached before the gospel to Abraham. So what he was, one, you can see this, God's a preacher. Many don't like this. Many don't like to hear a preacher, but God himself, hallelujah, preached before the gospel to Abraham. Abraham was hearing God preach when God was telling him, I'm going to bless you and all those that come from you, your whole family, because of you, the nations will be blessed. God was preaching this to him. And he said, In you, Abraham, shall all nations be blessed. God called this the gospel. He called this good news. And he continued and said, So then they which be of faith are blessed with faithful Abraham. For as many as are of the works of the law are under the curse, for it's written, Cursed is everyone that continues not in all things which are written in the book of the law to do them. But that no man is justified by the law in the sight of God, it's evident. For the just shall live by faith. And the law is not of faith, but the man that does them shall live in them. Now what's this 13 verse say? Christ has redeemed us. From the curse of the law, being made a curse for us. For it is written, Cursed is everyone that hangs on a tree. Now, Christ has redeemed us. This word redeemed, it means to buy up, it means as ransom, and it means to rescue from loss. So, Jesus Christ, He paid a ransom for us. There was a sum that had to be paid to rescue us from loss, to buy us up so that we would not be destroyed. He rescued us. And it's written, um, He rescued us from the curse of the law. Now many will not be able to sufficiently tell us what does that even mean? What is in the curse of the law? If he paid such a price to rescue us from this curse, what did he rescue us from? If we don't know, then there's some things that can show up in our life and we'll just accept it. And we'll go along as if that's okay. But Jesus gave of himself. Uh, let's look at this. In the 13th verse it says, Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law, being made a curse for us. Jesus became the curse. He became it. And so if it was that important to rescue us from it, that he became it, and we don't we have no clue what it was, what it entails, the characteristics of it, then we treat it 
as if the price that was paid was not very valuable. But I'm, I'm here to tell you, there was no greater price that could be paid. When Jesus took upon him the whole sin of the world, none of us knows what that was like. It was a huge price to pay. And he paid it so that we could recognize and know. He's expecting that we know what was in the curse of the law. Because to him, we are redeemed from it. It's not supposed to be in our life. We're not supposed to experience any of those things anymore. And let's continue. And it says, being made a curse for us. For it is written, cursed is everyone that hangs on a tree. Why did he do it? 14th verse, that the blessing of Abraham might come on the Gentiles through Jesus Christ, that we might receive the promise of the Spirit through faith. Hallelujah. Now we find more about this in Deuteronomy 28. Let's go there together. Deuteronomy 28. And as you're going there, and I'm catching up, it says, I want to repeat this, that we might receive the promise of the Spirit through faith, that the blessing of Abraham might come on the Gentiles through Jesus Christ. Why would it say might? The reason it says might come on us is because it's conditional. There are conditions that we need to meet. There are things that we need to respond to God in order for it to work in us. Now we're going to start in Deuteronomy. Let's start in looking at the curse of the law. So let's look at the 15th verse of Deuteronomy 28. And we're going to go up quite a few verses through verse 61 for now, unless the Lord changes that. And I know that's causing a good bit of work for, our, for my wonderful wife as she's helping here to get the scriptures up for everybody. Thank you, Tamara. You are wonderful. I thank God for you. Thank you, Lord. And so here in the 15th verse, it says, But it shall come to pass, if you will not hearken to the voice of the Lord your God, to observe to do all His commandments and His statutes which I command you this day, that all these curses shall come upon you and overtake you. Cursed shall you be in the city, and cursed shall you be in the field. Cursed shall be your basket in your store. Now, we don't have this very often, but now we have pantries at home. We have, some of us have stores. We have things that are sold in our businesses. Some of us, most of us now, we have bank accounts, right? We have places to hold our things. Cursed shall be the fruit of your body and the fruit of your land, the increase of your kind. Now, this is talking about animals, livestock, right? And in this case, this was much of their livelihood, right? Was agricultural, and then it was um, with animals, and, and in that way as well. Um, I, what would that be? Ranching. And um, so he said, and the flocks of your sheep, cursed shall you be when you come in. And cursed shall you be when you go out. The Lord shall send upon you cursing, vexation and rebuke, in all that you set your hand to for to do, until you be destroyed and until you perish quickly. So here, the work that people do would be cursed. 
they'd work hard and seem to get nothing done and then be on a quick road to death in this life perish quickly so they would die young and they would die wrong because of the wickedness of your doings what wickedness it goes back to that 15th verse because you did not hearken to the voice of the Lord your God the Amplified Classic says, But if you will not obey the voice of the Lord your God, being watchful to do all His commandments and His statutes, which I command you this day, then all these curses shall come upon you and overtake you. It's listening to Him and doing what He says do, being willing and obedient. And here it continues, I, I believe we left off in verse 19, or actually verse uh, 20. He said, because of the wickedness of your doings, whereby you have forsaken me, he said. 21st verse, the Lord shall make the pestilence cleave to you until he have consumed you from off the land where you go to possess it. So now we're talking diseases, disorders. The Lord shall smite you with a consumption. Now, when we talk about the Lord will, the Lord shall, God is a permitter. You actually find this in Exodus as well. This Hebrew language does not enable us to, uh, to rightly translate and show that God will allow us to go a certain way. But we find this very thing. God will allow you. He will permit you to do what you want to do. And Pharaoh, as an example, in Exodus, it said that God hardened his heart. God did not make him choose those things. He allowed him to make his choice. He allowed Pharaoh to have a hardened heart time and time and time again. And it's the same with us. If we want to go a certain way, he will allow us. And if we want to go a way that's not his way, he will allow us. And we don't have to listen to him and go his way. We don't have to obey him. He'll allow us to live our own way. And this is the fruit of our own way. So that's what we're saying when we're saying the Lord shall, according to these scriptures. The Lord shall, 22nd verse, smite you with a consumption and with a fever and with an inflammation. This is fruit of not having God in our life. And with an extreme burning and with the sword and with blasting. Now, if there is disease and disorder that's come upon us, it is not a direct reflection that we have disobeyed God. How many know the curse is in this earth already? And there are things that will come up. And there are times where we'll have to stand. And that's why we're talking about this and touching on these verses. Because these things will come up. But then we can remind ourselves, hold on, hold on. I know that fever is present. And it doesn't mean I won't take the medicine that's required right now. That's fine. But I know that Jesus became curse to redeem me from this. That I don't have to settle for this. I don't have to just act like this is okay. It's not. Jesus paid a high price for me so that I didn't have to deal with this stuff. And so right now, Father, I thank you. You've redeemed me from this curse of the law. And I resist Satan in all of his ways. Satan, get behind me now in Jesus' name. You may not touch my body. You may not touch my family. You may not touch what pertains to me because Jesus paid the price for it and the blessings on my life now. You see, 
when those things come up, now we have the fuel that we need for God's fire to burn in us and us to take our rightful stand with Him against the enemy. And so we see here, continuing in that 22nd verse, And with blasting and with mildew, and they shall pursue you till you perish. And your heaven that's over your head shall be brass, and the earth that's under you shall be iron. The Lord shall make the rain of your land powder and dust. Well, not much can grow in that, can it? And continuing in that scripture, From heaven shall it come down upon you until you be destroyed. The Lord shall cause you to be smitten before your enemies. You shall go out one way against them and flee seven ways before them and shall be removed into all the kingdoms of the earth. And your carcass shall be meat to all fowls of the air and unto the beasts of the earth and no man shall fray them away. The Lord will smite you with the botch of Egypt and with the emeralds, and with the scab, and with the itch, whereof you cannot be healed. The Lord shall smite you with madness. Now this is um, mental disorders, madness, craziness, and blindness, and astonishment of heart. I believe, let me look in the Amplified Classic here. 28. It says, The Lord will smite you with madness, and blindness, and dismay of mind and heart. To be dismayed in mind and heart, you can find anxiety, you can find worry, and these kind of disorders in this. And it continues in the 29th verse, And you shall grope at noondays as the blind gropes in darkness, and you shall not prosper in your ways. So you see, uh, failure. And you shall be only oppressed and spoiled evermore, and no man shall save you. You shall betroth a wife, and another man shall lie with her. You see infidelity. You shall build a house, and you shall not dwell therein. You see a waste. And now this is me just, I, wanna, I want you to picture what we're talking about when we see these scriptures. So I'm not adding to the scriptures, but that's what it, infidelity is there. You see here, to have a house and not even enjoy it? This is the curse. You shall build a house and you shall not dwell. You shall not even live in the house you built. That's the curse. You shall plant a vineyard and shall not gather the grapes thereof. That's the curse. Your ox shall be slain before your eyes and you shall not eat thereof. Your ass shall be violently taken away from before your face and shall not be restored to you. What is that? Theft. Someone stealing your goods. This is part of the curse. Your sheep shall be given unto your enemies, and you shall have none to rescue them. Your sons and your daughters shall be given to another people, and your eyes shall look and fail with longing for them all the day long. And there shall be no might in your hand. You have no energy. You have no strength. What is this? Part of the curse. You don't get to enjoy your children. They have to go away and work. This is part of the curse. The fruit of your land and all your labors, 33rd verse, shall a nation which you know not eat up, and you shall be only oppressed and crushed always, so that you shall be mad for the sight of your eyes which you shall see. The Lord shall smite you in the knees and in the legs with a sore botch that cannot be healed. From the sole of your foot to the top of your head, the Lord shall bring you and your king which you shall set over you unto a nation which neither you nor your fathers have known. And there shall you serve other gods, wood and stone. So you don't know God. You have no fellowship with God. You actually believe that some rock 
is God, that some created material is God himself. This is part of the curse. And you shall become an astonishment, a proverb and a byword. This is what? This is a bad name. This is bad reputation. Among all nations where the Lord shall lead you, you shall carry much seed out into the field and shall gather but little in, for the locust shall consume it. You shall plant vineyards and dress them, but shall neither drink of the wine nor gather the grapes, for the worms shall eat them. Hmm. You shall have olive trees throughout all your coasts, but you shall not anoint yourself with the oil. For your olive shall cast his fruit. You won't even get the oil that you normally get from the olive tree. 41st verse. You shall beget sons and daughters, but you shall not enjoy them. For they shall go into captivity. All your trees and fruit of your land shall the locusts consume. The stranger that is within you shall get up above you very high, and you shall come down very low. He shall lend to you, and you shall not lend to him. He shall be the head, and you shall be the tail. Debt. Debt. It's part of the curse. Now this does not say that because you have a loan out, that God is, is upset with you. No. You'll also find that um, someone that God can give more to, they're first faithful with another man's. When you take a loan out, when you have credit, and you pay that back as you said you would, you're being faithful with another's. And you put yourself in position for God to give you your own. So there, it's not saying that having a loan out is wrong. But it, let's be honest. Is it better to, to own or to owe? Where you can, uh, as it says in other scriptures, talking about, owe no man anything but to love them. Amen. And so part of the curse is you'll lend. And you, uh, it says the 44th verse. He shall lend to you, and you shall not lend to him. He shall be the head, and you shall be the tail. It's being in a position where you always need someone to be giving to you, where you're never in position to ever lend to another. This is part of the curse. Thank you, Father. The 45th verse. Moreover, all these curses shall come upon you and shall pursue you. Why are we taking time to go through each one of these? Because Jesus took the time to take all of the sin of the earth upon himself to rescue us from all of this. And for that alone, it's worth our time seeing what he did it for. Seeing when these things try and creep up in our life, we have full arsenal to go, no, no. Jesus paid high price so that this would not be in my life. I resist this. And so it's worth our time looking at this. And it said in the 45th verse, Moreover, all these curses shall come upon you and shall pursue you and overtake you till you be destroyed. Notice, who's the destroyer? John 10 says that Satan, the enemy, he comes to steal, kill, and destroy. He's the destroyer. The curse destroys. Who do you think has caused this curse to be created? It is Satan it is the adversary and enemy of our souls. And it said, Till we be destroyed, 45th verse, because you hearkened not, you did not listen to the voice of the Lord your God to keep his commandments and his statutes which he commanded you. And they shall be upon you for a sign and for a wonder and upon your seed forever, 
because you served not the Lord your God with joyfulness and with gladness of heart for the abundance of all things. So it's showing us and giving us light that this willingness and obedience to God to serve Him with joyfulness and with gladness of heart, the whole purpose of it, you'll actually find this in other scriptures, that when you and I delight ourselves in the Lord, He gives us the desires of our heart. And when we put ourselves in position to willing and obediently love and serve Him, we give Him position, hallelujah, to give us abundance of all. Hallelujah. And now let's continue in the 48th verse. Therefore shall you serve your enemies, which the Lord shall send against you in hunger and in thirst and in nakedness. This is poverty. And in want of all things. And he shall put a yoke of iron upon your neck until he have destroyed you. The Lord shall bring a nation against you from far, from the end of the earth, as swift as the eagle flies, a nation whose tongue you shall not understand, a nation of fierce countenance, which shall not regard the person of the old, nor show favor to the young. And he shall eat the fruit of your cattle and the fruit of your land until you be destroyed, which also shall not leave you either corn wine, excuse me, or oil, or the increase of your kind or flocks of your sheep until he have destroyed you. So again, you're not increasing. Your, your things are not increasing. They're actually being destroyed and wasted. And the 52nd verse, And he shall besiege you in all your gates, so you have lack of protection, until your high and fenced walls come down, wherein you trusted throughout all your land. And he shall besiege you in all your gates throughout all your land, which the Lord your God has given you. So people, the enemy is then able to access your borders. 53rd verse. And you shall eat the fruit of your own body, the flesh of your sons and of your daughters, which the Lord your God has given you. In the siege and in the straightness, wherewith your enemies shall distress you. So your own children will be destroyed by your, your own actions. And 54th verse, So that the man that is tender among you and very delicate, his eye shall be evil toward his brother and toward the wife of his bosom and towards the remnant of his children which he shall leave. You see animosity in the household. You see war in the house, strife in the house. It's part of the curse. And um, he continues, here in these scriptures and says so that he will not give to any of them of the flesh of his children whom he shall eat because he has nothing left him in the siege and in the straightness wherewith your enemies shall distress you in all your gates the tender and delicate woman among you which would not adventure to set the sole of her foot upon the ground for delicateness and tenderness her eye shall be evil towards the husband of her bosom and towards her son and towards her daughter and towards her young one that comes out from between her feet and towards her children which she shall bear, for she shall eat them for want of all things secretly in the siege and straightness, wherewith your enemy shall distress you in your gates. If you will not observe to do all the words of this law that are written in this book, that you may fear this glorious and fearful name, the Lord your God, then the Lord will make your plagues wonderful, and the plagues of your seed, even great plagues, and of long continuance, and sore sicknesses, and of long continuance. Moreover, he will bring upon you all the diseases of Egypt, which you were afraid of, and they shall cleave to you. Also, every sickness and every plague 
which is not written in the book of the law, then will the Lord bring upon you till you be destroyed. Oh my. Let's stop there at that point for this moment and let's go back to to the 28th chapter, verse 1. But let's look at this. These are some things I wrote down as parts of the curse of the law. Separation from godly fellowship. No longer, no longer hearkening to Him, listening, being willing, and obeying Him. So there's a separation in fellowship with God the Father. That is the hugest part of this. Now in connection, we saw failure. We saw early death. We saw disease and disorder, both mental, physical, and any other part. Things that weren't even mentioned. Everything would be connected with it. There was infidelity. There were wasted resources. There was theft. There was loss of children. There was poverty in the form of hunger, thirst, nakedness. There was having a bad name, bad reputation. There was not enjoying your family and actually doing things that would destroy them. There was destruction in all of its form. There was serving your enemies. And, there, and that really covers what was noted. Now Jesus has redeemed us from all of this curse of the law. If any of these things seems to even look or appear to be coming up, we can take note and go, no, Jesus has redeemed me. I am, we need to say that together, I am redeemed from the curse of the law. None of these things has power in my life because of Jesus and His redemption. Thank you, Lord. Now, I know we are right at time, but we can't stop there. We have to read the blessing. We have to hear. And I want you to, to look this over, but say this together. We are blessed with faithful Abraham. Jesus became the curse that the blessing of Abraham might be on us. So verses 1 through 14. This is the blessing. This is you. And this is me because of Jesus in our life. Amen. So let's say this together. And it shall come to pass, if I will. Now this is the condition. You and I must be willing to hear God and do what He says. And if we have that checked, if that's good, then we qualify. And so let's say that. We will hearken to you, Lord, to the voice of you, Lord, and we will observe and we will do all your commandments which you command us this day, that you will set us on high above, Father, all the nations of the earth. And now, as we go through, you can say this as well with yourself. And all these blessings, let's make it personal, shall come on, on us and overtake us as we hearken unto the voice of the Lord our God. Blessed shall we be in the city. What do you think, guys? Is that you? Blessed shall we be in the field. Blessed shall be the fruit of our body and the fruit of our ground and the fruit of our cattle, the increase of our kind and the flocks of our sheep. If you don't have sheep, then your resources, whatever your business is, blessed, blessed. Verse 5, blessed shall be our basket and our store. Blessed shall be we when we come in and blessed shall we be when we go out. The Lord shall cause our enemies that rise up against us to be smitten before our face. They shall come against us one way, but they shall flee before us seven ways. 
the Lord shall command the blessing upon us in our storehouses, in our bank accounts, in our savings, in our investments, and in all that we set our hand to. All of our work is blessed. And he shall bless us in the land which the Lord our God gives us. The Lord shall establish us a holy people to himself. As he has sworn to us, if we shall keep the commandments of the Lord our God and walk in his ways, and all people of the earth shall see that we are called by the name of the Lord, and they shall be afraid of us. And the Lord shall make, make us plenteous, abundant in goods, in the fruit of our body, and in the fruit of our cattle, and in the fruit of our ground, in the land which the Lord sware to our fathers to give us. The Lord shall open to us his good treasure, the heaven to give the rain to our land in his season, and to bless all the work of our hands. And we shall lend to many nations, and shall not borrow. And the Lord shall make us the head, and not the tail, and we shall be above only, and shall not be beneath, if that we hearken to the commandments of the Lord our God, which he commands us this day to observe and to do them. And we shall not go aside from any of the words which he commands us this day, to the right hand or to the left, to go after other gods to serve them. Hallelujah. We are blessed ones. We are ones whom, whom shall serve God only. And because we are, because we trust in Him, He has blessed us and He has redeemed us from this curse of the law. Hallelujah. That's all our time for now, my friends. But come back more for the blessing. We love you. We bless you. We will see you soon. Thank you.